Money is such an interesting thing. Like I'm so fascinated by why we earn money. Like what's, why are we on this pursuit of earning all this money? Why are we chasing the money? There's so many factors and it's such an interesting conversation. We could speak for hours about it, but what are your, what are your thoughts on, on money? Where did it start for you? What, what was the main desire initially? Mm. Do you think it's changed over time? What are your thoughts on, on money as a whole? It's a super interesting one because it certainly has evolved for me and like just being super open, the big contributor to me wanting to make a lot of money originally was to prove people wrong. During school, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't the smartest, um, at least like as, as far as the school system goes. And then on top of that too, I just had, yeah, I don't know, a lot of insecurity around not being good enough. And I felt as though me making a lot of money, me being successful, me having like a, like a label for myself um, and a name for myself, I thought that that would fix a lot of things in terms of how I feel and, and how others think about me. That was, yeah, and that was a bit of an awakening, realising that that wasn't actually going to change anything, like once I did make that money. Um, because, yeah, now, now it has definitely changed and it's more about, me be becoming the kind of person that can make that money. So it's all about the char characteristics that I can create, the habits that I can make, because I know that once I create those super positive habits, it allows me to bring all this money in. I can then give those to other people. I can have a bigger impact. I can support my family. I can give my children the habits that, that I was never told about so that they could also get through some of the difficult times that I had to. It's so interesting when you talk about going back to school and the, the drive at a younger age and what, what the reasons why. It's so fascinating relationships at school and how that changes. And when you reflect on it, you go, things that were not a big deal were such a big deal for me back then. And yeah, even just as you're saying, like the desire to prove people wrong. It's like when you look at the people that you're trying to prove wrong back then, are they still in your life right now? Do they mean anything to you? Do they keep you up at night? Do they play on your mind? No, they don't. It's so funny because you get so caught up when you're young and, and yeah, naive to so many, to the world, I guess. You get so caught up with what you're trying to do, the reasons you're trying to do things. And then what happens when you're on the pursuit of trying to create all of that, at least what happened for me is you realize fuck, this isn't an easy journey. This is, this is really challenging. This is actually quite a difficult path. I could take a much easier route. So there's got to be something way more underlying than just trying to prove someone wrong that's going to have to push you to keep going because when you're banging your head against the wall, you're trying all these things, nothing's working, you've got these big goals you're trying to achieve, but you just sometimes feel like you're in a bit of a rut. You're not getting that one step closer even though you're doing everything you possibly can to get there. If you're just doing it to prove someone wrong, that's going to wear off really quickly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me, when I look at as, as, I've, as I've changed and grown, I didn't really have that prove people wrong stuff early days. I just had, I, just got, a, I got a little taste of what like success looks like, what people had and I wanted that. And I was like, I want that. And so it definitely started off with the lifestyle and the material things that I wanted, which sparked the interest. But I certainly did like a massive 180 in terms of I was looking for something and I was trying to do something with my life, but I just was so lost. And then as soon as I found entrepreneurship and business is when I started going all in and then, yeah, money, learning how money works and understanding business and how yeah the world goes around is where it first sort of stemmed for me hmm. while we're on that because you said that it can wear off quite quickly when you have more of a surface level why like for instance trying to prove someone wrong i am still a very big advocate for using whatever emotions or whatever drivers you have because we're not always going to have that like shiny object thing that you had which was like oh, i really want to like say become successful so that I can buy it, buy these things or, or whatever it is. If you, if you're just angry, if you're wanting to prove someone wrong, like me, for instance, if you're 
insecure insecure about yourself like use that use that as fuel and that that's a big thing because i think just because everyone that wants to become successful they might not have this picture perfect say motivation or drive it doesn't mean that you don't have things inside you that can fuel you Mm. to become successful i think you should just use whatever you have it might not last forever but it's going to get it's going to get the wheels in motion so i think that's really important to bear in mind because yeah some people just think because i don't have this amazing passion um for what i do or like this this super i suppose i suppose like perfect vision of of how i'm going to get to this goal this big reason why just use what you have i think there's so many you have so many different things that are going to motivate you and some of those things way more than the others and so you'll have this whole bucket of different motivators different things that are driving you to achieve that greatness some of those things are going to be way more heavier for example like supporting the family that might be a heavy piece in that bucket but then like the lamborghini might be a smaller piece it's a driver it'd be really nice to have but it's not as it's not as heartful as taking your family out of work and giving them all the life that they want that means a lot more so way more Mm. and so i think the heavy weight things that really motivate you are the ones that are really going to move the needle for you in those tough times being able to use the insecurities being able to use everything that you have and yeah it's that sort of hero mentality as opposed to the victim one and being able to use the pain as fuel uh, to slingshot you forward mm. i want to talk about like like for me my biggest buck my biggest weights are the family and being able to support those certain things i might have been lacking as a child I don't want my children to have and I don't want my older self to have like that's a big driver for me also just my future family my wife my kids like I want them to be set up and I want to be in a position where I don't have to work all the time so I can spend all my time and energy on them if that's what I want to do and so I think it's my biggest drivers is looking after the people that are in my life now and looking after my future family and doing what's right for them and so this sort of phase of my life I'm in mean, now is trying to, A, look after people in my life now and then the ones that are going to be in my life and going to be my rocks in my life. And that's a big driver for me. What would you say for you? It definitely is as well. Mine would be to support my future family. So when I have children and then, and then a wife as well, to be able to support them. But more importantly, not just financially, but to be happy with the person that I am for me to then be able to teach them the habits that I've learned. I think that's the biggest thing for me because if I'm not truly confident in who I am, the person that I've worked hard to become, I don't think that I have any right to try and get my children or whoever like is impressionable that's in my circle to try and get them to do what I want them to do because it's like you need to be confident in who you are. You need to build the habits yourself because once you can do that, that's when you you truly are happy with where you are and that's when I think you can create that impact on others properly. Well, you can confidently have, be a role model for the people. Mm -hmm. It's like if you've got the confidence in yourself to be able to be that role model for your kids and if you're not where you want to be and then you have the kids, it's like, well, fuck, is he, should I make him listen to me Mm. or am I not in a position where I want him to be? Um, that's a that's a really interesting one. Mm. I, I, there's there's questions that you can ask yourself, which is super fascinating. Forgot exactly along the lines of it, but when I'm just thinking about a question, which would be powerful to ask yourself, would be like, am I a person that my future son is going to be is is going to be proud of, going to be his number one inspiration? Am I going to be my future son's inspiration with where I'm at right now? Mm. Because like if, if, if you ask if you ask someone and go, is, who's your biggest fan or who's your biggest role model? And if they don't say their dad, I want, my, I want to be my son's biggest role model. So like I've got to be making sure that when he gets asked that question, he says me. So what are all the things that I can do? What's the character I can create? What's the impressions I can leave? They're going to make me that person. And what you'll find is you might not have kids now, you might have kids now. But if you can base a lot of your decisions off that, being a role model to your son, I feel like you can get a long, long way in your life. Definitely. 
hundred percent. And just going back to the, the more of the surface level side. So what originally drove me, because I kind of, I think there's going to be a lot of people that, that also feel this as well. For instance, when I was younger, I, I was like really, really bad at math, like almost to a level where I just couldn't do multiplication, like anything. Yeah, right. And I actually so you had... still haven't got any better. <laughs> no, no, <I'm> no, <laughs> no better. That's why I got the, the calculator though. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and I used to actually have to go to, to extra tutoring. Like this was when I was super young as well, like not even high school or anything. This was like year four, year five. And I honestly, every time I would show up to that tutor, I would just feel so bad about myself and just so stupid because I, I saw that none of my other friends had to do it. And I just realized, I was like, I never want to feel like I'm in this position again. And it can even just be as simple as like your teacher, your tutor, your friend, your family member saying to you, like, why can you not do this? Like, why, why are you not good enough to understand this? And like, that's something that can fuel you for, for like to do a lot of important things. That's something that can be like a super big motivator for a lot of people. And I think if you do have those insecurities, you may as well turn that pain into triumph because there's so much value in using those things and referring back to it. And it might not feel good remembering those things and, and like what you, what kind of makes you feel bad about yourself, but it also can just be such a big driver to become better to and it might sound bad but to really just prove them wrong and think okay wow I was shit at math I was bad at at English I was I don't know not not the best on the on the soccer team but I I proved myself that that I am worthy that I am good enough and I think using that is is really important of course you do have to evolve as you actually reach those those certain accomplishments um but yeah I don't think it's a bad, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing to use that for sure. Like if you've got it there and you have the ability to be able to use it as opposed to drown in it, fucking do it. Like use whatever you can. I guess, I guess the, the, the thing about it is as long as it's not malicious and evil, if there's something about which is going to bring someone else down, that's the only instance I would say, like get that out of your life because if you can use a negative thing that's happened in your life and turn it into a positive in any situation, as long as it's not bringing other people down and weighing someone else down, like go for it, use mm. it. Like, because whatever fuels you, just use it. Like whatever that may be. And I think that'll get you really, really far. I, I, I think, I, yeah, I genuinely, genuinely think that. What, do you, what about fancy things? Nice cars, watches, mm. all the fun stuff. Um, has the desire to have that always been there? Um, were you exposed to it? Do you want it now? Like, how does that look for you? To be honest, I actually, I, I used to be a lot more orientated towards fancy things, but it's actually not a big driver for me at all anymore. Mine is just freedom to be able to work whenever I want, to not have to listen to a boss to be in a position where I can travel whenever I like, to have the house that I feel comfortable and secure in with my family. That's my biggest driver. Mm. I mean, it'd be nice to have fancy things and like I have gotten like small little tastes of it, but it's just, it's so surface level and that dopamine hit that you get from it, it only lasts so long. Yeah. And I've just found it's, yeah, it's not yeah, a big think, motivator for me anymore. Yeah, I think it... <clears throat> I think it's a cool motivator to get you there, but it won't keep you happy. So it's like you kind of hear the stories all the time of wanting to get these things, these things, once they get these things, and then like they work really hard to achieve that level of success. They get the thing that they tied success to and it didn't do it for them. It kind of was like, okay, well, this is cool for a few weeks. Now it's done. Um, what next? And so... I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm really fascinated on having really high-end fancy stuff, not flashy stuff, like really nice material clothing, like really high-end, like basic stuff, nice cars. Like I'm really fascinated in just that. So I can give off this really high-end vibe, but not like full-on vibe, I guess. Old money. <clears throat> Old, Old money. money vibe. 
old money vibe and a young money body. So <laughs> being, I want to be, I want to be nice and young, but have that, that old swag, I guess you could say, mm. like the 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 not the cars with the like the the Ferraris and the like that sort of stuff's really premium. Premium, I love that. And so, yeah, I mean, that's 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 cool. I think, yeah, as you were saying about freedom, freeing up your time, and that's got to be the biggest one for me. Being able to do what I want with whenever I want with whoever I want wherever I want, and I guess. There's so many hardships that I've gone through. I'm not so focused so far away. All I'm, all I'm trying to get to is just like a, a, a certain level where I can sit back and go like, all right, this is good for now. Like I don't need to worry about any money. I don't need to do any like this. I just need to get to that first level of like, I don't know, that first level of success that I would label it at. Like obviously we've got to these, these levels of success already, but the first major one where it's like, I want to go on a trip for a month let's do that like i would do that i'll just book it tomorrow and like being able to just have that little bit of flexibility which right now i don't have that much flexibility with the business that i'm in now and um and the financial state being i can't just go and drop 20 grand on a bloody trip which would be great and so those would probably be my biggest focuses at the moment just looking at that like shorter horizon not too far not five ten years mm, definitely and going back to motivators, whether nice things do it for me, I I work as hard as I do because I, I do genuinely love the game. Like I love I love business and I haven't always, but I found through that hard work and, and because originally it was nicer things, it was to prove people wrong. Whilst I was in that pursuit and uh, trying to achieve those surface level things, I've realized that this is like a lifelong thing for me. This is genuinely something that I enjoy. I'm, I am doing it, of course, for the surface level results, but I'd say like a big, an even bigger driver is just because I do genuinely love business. Like I love sales. I love teaching people. I love the whole client acquisition stuff. Like I just, I love it all. And yeah, it's just something that I think I'll continue to do forever. Um, I think it's just so that's, progression. Yeah. Like I honestly think it's progression. And it comes down to that because being able to progress and what you'd find, and this is what's probably going to be interesting in our lives is our focuses are going to change based on the phase of life we're in. And as long as we're progressing, I think happiness will remain. And if there's, we get into a really good relationship, we're in a really good financial spot and our business is thriving, it doesn't need all of our energy and we meet this person that's probably the love of our life and we really want to pursue this, we want to, fo I'll probably switch all my motivation and focus into that relationship and into that person to be able to cherish something lifelong and be able to build something amazing. And if I'm progressing in the vertical of relationships, I'm probably not going to feel as bad if I'm just maintaining in terms of business as well. I think the journey is the the part that we enjoy the most part that's why there's never really a destination because it's basically just a checkpoint then you want to go to the next thing and the next thing but i think as long as we can be progressing the happiness will remain and then we'll be able to keep doing things that we want to do and if that is sales and if that is business then fucking great i think it will be but i'm not opposed to changing in my life because i think change is going to be inevitable um depending on what we're, what phase of life we're in and what we want to go after. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of what I could change to, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'd be, be other avenues. But when you take about, like when you think about what your vertical is now and you're working specifically with coaches and mm. helping them with their business growth and their sales and their funnel and all the rest of it, like that's very niche. Like you could get a few years down the line and go like, look, I've made a massive impact in this industry. I'm glad, but I want to move on to something. Yeah. And, and it's like business isn't going to change, but the vertical in which you're in, the style of training, maybe it's not one-on-one, -on -one, maybe it's more group, like whatever it is, it's going to probably change. I meant more high level. Yeah. So not, not like, because for instance, the example you gave was like, you could potentially put all of your energy into relationships. I saw I sort of more meant like all of my energy like leaving business and then going into something else is what I meant. You don't Not, think you'd be able to do that? 
On, I mean, I could, but I probably wouldn't be happy, to yeah. be honest, if I was just dedicating all my time. I think it just comes down else. to those three things that we said in the last episode was being able to have that health vertical, the relationship vertical, and then the career vertical, and how you can't go all in on all three at once. And these are all re- the most important things in our life in terms of having direction and career relationships and then being in a good healthy space, space mentally, physically. I don't think you can go, well, you can't go all in on all of them. And so a lot of the time, if you're going all in on one, the other two have to drop to like a maintenance level or not like an excelling level. And if your f- main focus is only business, your relationships are going to take a back step and there's a time in our life because in my opinion, I think relationships are the most important. There's a time in our life where business is going to have to take a maintenance level. It can't be going all in in order for us to be able to grow the relationships and cherish those mainly like family, romantic, really close friends. I think like they do require a lot of work. You can't just blink and then they're, they're at a really high standard. And when that's the case, I think you have to drop off. Would you counter that with anything else? Or I, I mean, to an extent, for sure. Like it takes energy to build relationships, a hundred percent. But I wouldn't say that you can't have, like, you can't be at a high level with both and pursuing at a high level for both at the same time. But I mean, I don't know. I could be proved totally wrong. Like I don't have a family yet. But my understanding is that you, like a man needs, or even a woman as well, like anyone, like a human being needs to have a mission in life. And I think having something that you can pursue every day that's outside of your relationships is so important to actually having a positive relationship. Because if you're truly not happy with what you're doing outside of this one-to-one relationship, I don't believe that the the opposite person can, can truly respect you because you need to have a mission that's bigger than just your relationship. I think at at all times. So 100%, I think, I think it's maybe interpreted a little bit differently because what I'm meaning is like in a growth phase, this is what we have spoken about before in a previous episode is when you're trying to build, you can't build all these things at once. It's like you, it's, it's absurdly hard. Things require energy. It's like if you've built a business up to a certain standard and you can maybe not, have to work 50 hours a week on that business because you've got it to a good level then you could maybe take a little bit of a step back it's not like the business isn't still thriving it's not like you still got to, you don't have any involvement in it it just means that you can spend a bit more time with the relationships mm. even you take adam for example one of my biggest mentors he took a bit of a step back when he was really trying to grow his relationship because he realized that he was getting older and he was pushing away people that he loved because he was constantly just working so much, so much. And then he got to 40 and 45 and he hadn't had a proper, like he had had all these relationships, but none of them have worked out. And he goes, fuck man, like I need to really focus on this. I need to spend time with that. I need to work on this, this relationships. And so being able to pencil all of that time in, and have little st- st- setbacks in terms of his business to really focus on it, get it, get it up and running, build that relationship to a really, really healthy level. Then he now he's like, okay, well, fuck, I'm back into business. I need to be in business. I need to be in business. We need to, like, I can't sit still without be- having something going. Mm. But now he's back in, but he's been blessed to be able to build that thing up so he can, yeah, really have something amazing. But then when you think about like Lewis Mocker and Robin, like, they, have, they run a business together. It's like their life is fully intertwined. And so in that case, it's like they've joined both the verticals and they're a whole and they're just a powerhouse. And that's a different style of relationship too. And they're not going to take a step back on business to focus on their relationship because they're in it. They're all like they're in it together. Mm. It's like a dream team. Same with Alex and, and Layla Hamozi. Yeah. And I think it comes, I, I was actually listening to a, a recent podcast with, with Alex and his big thing is whoever he's in a relationship with, the best way that you can have like a positive relationship is for the other person to accept you for who you are. And if you are someone that loves business, self-development, like whatever it is, maybe it's even a sport to accept that 
and be willing to not put the relationship on the backbone, but to realize that that's a big priority for them. They have their mission. Like if it means that they can't spend a few extra hours with me a week, like that's understandable because I know that they're doing what, what makes them happy. Like they're, they're having that impact or whatever it is. And I think that's why it's so important to have someone that you don't necessarily have to work in the same business as your partner, but for them to at least understand that, that your mission's important too. For sure. I, I so think crucial. like a hundred percent agree. And, and I know that they're like, I know their relationships very similar. You need to have, I guess there's that finding that specific partner that's going to, your needs is going to fit with theirs as well. So like Layla's probably busy on a mission too. And so they can happily go out apart and do their things. But I guess for me, it's like, I want to be in a position where I can just go on these holidays when I want to and take the time off with, with the sole desire of being 100% present with my partner and being able to go, like, you know what, like, let's spend time with us and let's just do our thing. And if we get bored and we want to start doing some business, we want to do something on the side, yeah, cool, let's do it, but it's not my focus. I just want to do this. I want to be in a position where my businesses can allow me to do that if I want to mm. do that. And if that means that like I just have a, an itch in my body where I just want to really cherish this relationship and I just want to be able to really get to know that, like, like just spend all this time with them and, I, and hopefully my business can allow me to do that if that's what I wanted to do. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not going to be able to sit still for ages. There's mm. no way. I can't lie in bed all day, let alone like not work for a few weeks. It's, it's very challenging. But I think, um, I think there will be phases in my life. Certainly not right now, anytime soon. But I'm, I'm open to phases in my life where I'm literally going to yeah, mm. like just focus on, on that. Relationships with my family, my friends, my mm. loved ones. And try and build those, and and all make make me feel like all the hard work is giving me a little bit of a reward. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And it it also comes down to because I think it's so important to be present with your family and or or your relationships, and to obviously put time and energy into that as well. But it also just comes down to like if you like what you want to prioritize, like what you love most and what makes you happiest. I think a big thing will be like my family, my relationships. That that's super important for me. But another big one is is just like I love business. I love working hard and progressing every day. So I think, of course, like having some time where you, where I do just dedicate to family. That's certainly important. But because it is something that I do genuinely love. Like I love I love working hard on something. It's like I think to be honest, I don't know if it will ever have like a, a, a second seat in my life yeah um it could change though so i don't know yeah for i'm sure. open to it but for sure yeah no i mean i think it makes sense it's the pursuit of earning money is the is the thing that's really you it's it's literally the thing that we enjoy the most and mm. when you get those little rewards the little licks of the ice cream like they're the they're the feelings that we love mm. um yeah well, it's not really the money for me, though, to be honest. Money's a, definitely a big factor, but it's it's genuinely just becoming better at something. Like but that, the pursuit that's my... of earning the money is what I was saying is yeah. the thing. It's like the pursuit of earning the money is the journey, and that process alone is the thing that's that's yeah. good. And even Hormozian that talks about it is like, like I worked two years or whatever writing this book, building it all out, and... Then I launch the book and I go, fuck, like what next? Like now what? Like now, now it's finished. Like I've got to go again. Cause it was that two years of work that he really enjoyed. And then the book came out and it's like, fuck, well, there we go. It's out. Like, uh, like, like it's, oh, maybe it wasn't Hormozy. Maybe it was actually Stephen Bartlett. He was saying, mm. Stephen Bartlett was saying like, I hate promoting the book. I want to write the book and spend all the time writing the book, but I hate doing all the promo and launching mm. the book. It's kind of like I want to build this thing out, the whole process of building it, the, the cover art, all of this. And then when it's done, I just want to hand it off to the other people and they can just deal with it. It's done now. It's out. I want to get on to the next thing. And so it's that pursuit of actually doing the whole, the whole journey, not the actual outcome that's really rewarding. Yeah, I, I just think that there's so many drivers in my life that I really want to – yeah, I think there's so many drivers in my life that 
I have this burning urge to to fulfill those things and they're they are more like spending time with family looking after my family like going on really nice dates and all these things that I I really want to do and I think when I do get to a stage there'll be little periods of my life where I will um start focusing on that and just Mm. like not be going all in on on the business yeah so fair yeah yeah what do you, what kind of person do you think you need to become to make lots of money? Mm. I think there's got to be a reason why you're making it. And I think you've got to be able to see it within, like, and you've got to visualize it before it's made as well. I think the person you need to become to make the money is someone that's willing to make a lot of money. Um, it's not a specific skill set, I don't think. I think it's more so like the 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 drive to be able to overcome challenges, being able to pivot when need be, um, be able to push through those hard times, be really disciplined and being able to say when when you set the alarm at 5 a.m. like and you say the night before you're not going to press snooze, you don't press snooze. Those little things, those one percenters are so important, which add to your character, help callous your mind and strengthen you. And I think the more you you can constantly like win those, get those little victories for yourself, the getting out of bed, the finishing the workout, the ticking off everything on the to-do list, the more you can stack up those tiny little wins, the more of a confident person you're going to become in, in like you are who you say you are, I guess. And then through that, that confidence, I think that's when different opportunities will arise. Um, businesses will start to thrive. Your mind will be stronger. So you'll be able to move on from harder times easier, use them as fuel. And I think that's where the success will, will, will come from. I don't think it's a certain skill set. I don't think it's a certain like one thing. I think there's a lot of, a lot of characteristics that you stack up as a person and all of those combined will, will make you wealthy. Yeah, I agree. Do you have anything else? What What are your thoughts? Who do you need to be? Yeah, well, you need your business is an externalization of you. So, for you to attract lots of money with your business, you need to be the kind of person that's willing to to not only put in the work, but that's open to receiving that money. So, it can come down to a few key things, like your mindset. You need to be someone that thinks that you deserve money. Definitely, you also need to be someone that's disciplined as well. And then, yeah, just overall, someone that's just, I guess, willing to put in the work, which comes down to discipline again. And I think once you've realized that and you've created the habits, you've, you've built the skills that you need for that certain, certain thing that you're striving to do. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's what do you think? You- what do you think like your mind plays? Like what role do you think your mind plays in terms of having money more specifically your relationship with money in terms of internally, like what you believe money to be. Like mm. when people say money's the root of all evil and money's bad. Like what do you think the, the stories you tell yourself about money in your head play a role in you actually achieving the money? Mm. It's so crucial. And even if we just take it back to sales, someone that feels like, I don't know, three to five K is a lot of money they're going to be someone that's so, so afraid to ask for that money, like to ask for the sale or the close. And that's just because they have su- they've put this thing on a pedestal. They realize, wow, three to five K, that's so much money. I'm so afraid to actually be able to ask for that kind of money from someone. And if you have that in every asset facet of your life, so if you think, oh, wow, like, I don't know, buying a nice Rolex, buying a nice watch, um, like that's going to be something that's super difficult. Like it takes so long to, to have enough money to buy that. You're going to always think that this thing, which is money, is, is out of reach because you've, you've set such a high bar for it that you think, wow, okay, like money's just really difficult. There's not much around. But if you, if you realize and you, you make an effort to look and think, wow, money is all around us. We're in one of the most amazing times to make to make money honestly like just even the fact that like we have the internet is insane like money is everywhere 
And once you realize that and you stop, you stop yourself from thinking, fuck, like it's really hard to make money. Like everything will change for you. Of course you need to put in the work, but once you have, you don't set such a high pedestal for money, I think, yeah, your whole life's going to change in terms of what you attract. Yeah. Well, things that are on a pedestal are typically hard to get. And so if you think something's on a pedestal, you're going to think subconsciously that that thing is hard to get. It's like when you put gorgeous women on a pedestal and you make them seem like they're so up here, when you actually meet these people, you're going to think that they're above you in terms of, in terms of the hierarchy of people. And so they're going to be harder to get. And it's the same with money. You put it on a pedestal, it's hard to get. Harder something is to get, like you're, you're basically saying to yourself that that thing is hard to get. So by the smallest things, by saying like, oh, like that's a lot of money. Be like, yeah, well, it's all relative. So it's not a lot of money to a billionaire. Okay. It's not a lot of money to a millionaire. So if you want to be a millionaire, but you're saying it's a lot of money now, you're not being the person you need to be to be a millionaire now. So you're never going to become a millionaire because you're, you're creating a lot of friction between the money and yourself. You're creating this unnecessary friction where it's not going to be able to flow in and out of your life because when it's on the pedestal, you're going to be scared of losing that thing. And if you're scared of losing it, the problem with that is you have this attachment with the money. So then when you even get it, you're afraid of losing it. So you can't even enjoy the money. If you're afraid of losing money, money is pointless because you will be scared of spending the money and spending the money is what it's for. Mm. And so being able to remove that thing and have that abundance mindset where it comes and goes into your life and flows, it's a, it's a really powerful place to start. It definitely is. And I've got a lot of friends that are like really, really big savers and I don't have anything against saving money. But when you're so tight with your money, what you're projecting out into the world is that like, I'm never going to, this thing is so valuable, I'm not going to be able to get more of it. And I, I don't think you should put yourself in a financial hardship whatsoever, like have some savings. But if you're so tight with your money that you're not willing to spend on things that are going to make you more money, especially like, like that's pivotal. If you're not spending money on things that are going to make you more money because you're too afraid of spending 5K here on self-development, another 10K on, on whatever it is to make more money. Like it's just silly because if you if you work out, okay, if I, if I am to truly believe in myself I'm, I'm to spend this money I'm to enjoy my life even like maybe it can just even be traveling it's to to gain an experience if you're so tight with that money that you're not willing to do those things you're only shooting yourself in the foot because you're realizing that I need to save this money now because I'm not going to get any more in the future and that's what you're projecting to yourself 100% I, I can't I can't agree more <laughs> I, I think the saving one is super interesting because you watch this bank account climb and climb and climb. And so you get, oh, you get another milestone. You get up another $1,000 or you get to another $10,000 and you climb these milestones. But then what happens is you're scared of it going below that milestone. And so like that might be $5,000 in your bank. Then it might be $10,000 in your bank. Then it might be 15000 And then you're scared of it going below it. So then you go on this journey of saving this money without spending any of it because you're scared. And so you go like, like even when people have 20 grand in the bank and they work in a retail job or a hospitality job or something they've been saving. And then you go, oh, I got this trip coming up, man. Like, do you want to come and do this thing? You've got all this money in the bank. And then they go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm um, let me just wait till I get paid uh, so then I can pay you for this event or mm -hmm. something. And you go, mate, you've got 20 grand in the bank. Well, like, why can't you just pay me now? Oh, it's in my savings account. I just want to wait till I get paid and I'll pay you out of my, my, my spending. And I'm like, that is a bad relationship with money. Mm. That's a really bad relationship with money because what's the money there for? Like, especially seeing there's more money coming in when you're getting paid, but you don't want to see the psychology behind that money going below the number you desire in your bank account is the problem with that which is super interesting i want to talk about if if we can we can just pivot a slight tiny little bit i want to talk about getting women and 
is there a desire to earn more money to impress, to increase your status and, and, and impress the girls? Certainly. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Definitely. 100%. Like, but I, I think it's a massive drive, but I want to hear your thoughts and then I'll, I'll share mine. Well, look, it also comes down, it's very similar to fitness as well for me. Of course, the reason I go to gym is firstly, it was originally aesthetic. So to improve the way I look, health is a decent factor in it too. I want to be healthy. But the way I look at money is very similar to the way I look at having a good body. And if I'm someone that can create lots of money and be successful, the reason that that's going to be perceived as something that's desirable from, from a woman is because they think to themselves, wow, imagine how disciplined, imagine how outgoing and imagine how deserving of this money this, per this, this guy must be. So me, for instance, and that's going to be so attractive to that woman and like, I totally understand that a big driver for most, and I know it can sound bad, but it's, it's not always just a surface level. Like money's not, it's not always a surface level. Like when you hear all these things about like chicks are gold diggers, like, I don't think that's completely true. I think that what women want is they want to see the man that deserves that money. They want to see, they want the characteristics of that man because it, it even comes back to, to like, not medieval times, but way, way before that, when we were all hunter, hunter and gatherers. And one of the most, I guess, desirable men in that tribe was the one that was like perhaps the best hunter, the strongest. And that's because they were able to provide for their family. They've got the characteristics um, that yeah, they feel I, secure I, in. I, I, I just think that it is, when you do dig down to that as well, but when you look at the girl and what they're attracted to, it's not like the money is a big driver for them. It's not about providing. It's about the lifestyle that unlocks. It's like they can do whatever they want. They can then go on nice things and explore this stuff and not have to worry about working themselves maybe. And there's so many other factors that, that drive. And it's why it's really interesting when you start to earn a lot of money and being able to find, sift through that, that people that are actually going to want you for the right reasons. And I think... I think you can get, it starts to get a lot more fake and you've got to, when, when you start to get a bit of status, following online, a bit of money, whatever it may be, people start to act differently around you and that is a given because all of a sudden you've got something that they don't have and they want that and so they want a piece of you. And this is just facts. This is what happens. You've heard the story multiple times. Someone starts to get a bit of clout or popularity online. They start to make a bit of money. One of the two or both. A lot of the time it happens, both of them happen at once. And then all of a sudden, you start getting all this attention. People are coming to you all the time. They want to do this with you, this with you. There's more girls. And like you, just, you really start to question their motives and what they're, they're doing. But when you, when you put yourself in that person's shoes about getting, being in that position, you go, fuck, I'd rather that than not, not have it. Because now what you can do is, is like you have more options. You've leveled up yourself. So typically what gonna, that's going to mean is you're gonna, the people around you are going to have leveled up too. Like the people that are attracted to you are a higher level. The ladies are a higher level that you want to get as well which is really cool i just think i think i think girls like without women in our lives we would be nowhere near as hungry and driven as we are there's just no way like i if if the whole world was just men they would not there would not be a desire to to achieve as much as we do there's no way like i really want to attract an amazing woman, woman for, for me as well to have in my life as my wife, someone that I'm really attracted to who is just an amazing person. But then also like when you look down the chain, it's like, okay, then we're going to be able to have beautiful kids as well. We're going to have gorgeous kids, which then are going to, that's going to give them a little bit of an advantage in their life too. And then hopefully they can keep passing that down. And it all starts with me having that, that, that girl in my life 
But for me to do that, I need to earn the money and have the status to attract it a lot of the time. Which is, yeah, like, yeah, so she can, they can provide, she can live a really amazing life. So I think, like, a lot of our motivation comes down to girls. You'd be surprised. Um, if they, we didn't have those beautiful people in our life. I'm not sure if we would act the same way a lot of the time. Even on a shorter term, I want to go on nice dates. I want to be able to splurge and look after the girls. And, yeah, of course the reaction that they give you and, the, and by you giving them all the stuff, it's a cool feeling to have as well, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. It's always been a big driver. Yeah. <laughs> we, you, you can hide it and lie about it, but like that's a massive factor. Sure. And I think just making sure you can keep your head on a swivel and also just making sure that you can um, stay grounded. Like they don't want someone that's cocky. They want someone that's going to be confident. Like they don't want someone that's just like a cocky motherfucker like thinks he's the shit i think being able to be really subtle and um and yeah like know your worth and come across really high value but try not to make them just think that you're a fucking dick it's interesting i i've wondered when i do have like lots and lots of money when i'm like like super super successful that is like what it's going to look like in terms of whether i have to be creative with trying to hide my money like hide it in terms of how people will perceive me and I don't know whether I'll do that like I might not I doubt I'll ever flaunt it like I won't be like I'm (laughs) I wouldn't ever say like I'm super rich or like try and show it off but I just wonder whether to attract the person that actually genuinely has the right intentions I wonder whether I will have to like hide it I don't know I think it just depends on who you are as well and like there's it's an interesting thing around celebrities and you wonder why so many celebrities date other celebrities. And a lot of the time it's not about the money. It's about the life. And being a celebrity and being really popular isn't easy a lot of the time. You got, you're in the limelight all the time. And to have someone in your, in your corner that you can relate to, a lot of the time it's another celebrity because they get it. And so I think it depends if you're like an average Joe that's made a bunch of money that's not known out there, I think maybe yeah, hiding it would be would be of of value. But if you if you meet someone that's really like I don't know that's at a really high level in terms of social status, like it's not about hiding it. It's like they've probably got it too, and being able to just. Um, not make it a focus point in the relationship at all and just be able to do the things that you guys want to do in order to live the life you want to live. Um, But yeah, I think hiding, like you'd have to just, yeah, I think hiding it would have to be a factor to consider for sure. Well, if we think about it, like the majority of people aren't going to have like lots of status in terms of like online clout, for instance. So like for the majority of people, it, it, it often will be that they perhaps have to hide money. Um, not hide money, but like hide how much they have. Um, See, I don't know. I might Um, not, like I probably won't, but it's just interesting to think about sometimes because I think it's, it's important to, to not attract someone that's just there for the money. Yeah. But I mean, also like, it's not as though they are just there for the money. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they see that you've got money and they're all of a sudden more interested in you, but it's also like the person that you've as you said before it's like the person that you become by earning all that money it's like on the pursuit of earning all that money you've gained discipline you've gained drive you've gained like passion there's so many other things you've you've calloused your mind you've strengthened your your inner dialogue and the things you're telling yourself and all of these happen on the pursuit of earning the money and those characteristics are what attract the girl as well so they look at you and go holy shit this guy's earned it hopefully he's in good shape too he's earned a lot of money he's looked after his body he's got a lot of things that i really respect in a man and i want that person in my life i want him to be my guy and so i don't think you have to hide it but i think if you're going out and and flashing it everywhere like you're going to attract probably the wrong people i would say Someone that's more high-end you want, I think. Yeah. 
exactly. So we've spoken about what it looks like to progress and how important progression is. When do you think you'll be satisfied with not having to progress or will you always, always have to be striving for something? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think the, the pursuit's got to be aligned with a, with a mission and a purpose for me to keep, for me to be happy. I think there'll be little phases in my life where I create companies and sell them and and that pursuit of building it all is is amazing to me and then earning the money. But I think long-term, being able to have something that's a part of my life, it's part of the furniture. It's something that I passionately want to do all the time. Um, it's funny, when I went for for lunch with one of my big mentors, Lewis Mocker, who's... And his wife, Robin, who is now on a yacht in the um, Sunday is right yeah. now, which is amazing. They're on a super yacht for a few days, which is cool. But when I met with them for lunch um, a few weeks ago now, they were talking about some of their really rich friends, multi-nine figures, hundreds of millions of dollars, sold their companies. And obviously the way their business is structured is they're the face of the business. It's a school, so it's ongoing. It's aligned with their purpose and stuff. But what they said was, look, we sometimes we sometimes literally wish that we had um, a business like that, sold it, so we could just relax. We didn't have to do those weekly huddles every week. Like it's amazing, but there's positives and negatives to everything. And so for them, they thought that, it's great. They absolutely love their life and what they do, but they still see benefits in people that are building up companies, selling them, earning a bunch of money and then being able to chill for a few months. It's like they can't really do that in their lifestyle. So I think there's going to be phases in my life where I achieve a certain little bit and then I'll probably have a little break and then I'll just be eager to get back on the grind again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll ever end. I think it's just going to be part of my life. Um, what, what about you? That's super interesting hearing like Lewis and Robin's perspective. I wonder because like what I've heard from the majority, obviously I've never been in a position where I've been able to sell a company for millions of dollars. But what I've heard from most people that have, or not most people, but a few people that have, is that they're, they're unhappy after like two to three months or whatever the, the time bracket is, but they're not happy because they're n they don't have that big, that big goal that they're striving for. So it's interesting to hear that. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, um, yeah, they, they fall in love with the pursuit of the business and that's how mm. they got it to such a successful level in the first place. It's obviously not always the case. Some people can make the money and then just kick back for a bit. But I think it really depends on, like as well with the age and phase in your life and how much active involvement, involvement you have and how much you want to have. But, yeah, I think there'll be phases of my life where I'll mm. chill out a bit. Um, but then there's going to be that underlying thing where I feel like I'm always going to need to be in the arena. Mm. What about you? I don't know. Because I, I just haven't had that opportunity to be able to do that. I've, I think I'm very much so someone that is not satisfied whatsoever with like... <laughs> I mean, I'm satisfied to the point where if I do the work, I'm happy that I've done the work. But I feel like I am always going to be striving. And it, it depends. I, like, I'm, I'm not going to turn down the fact that I'd be happy for, like, to, to just chill for a week or something. But I think I am someone that gets quite restless. So, I don't know. I, my, I could evolve. I could totally change. And once I have a family, maybe it could be, I could be a totally different person. Mm. But now I couldn't, I couldn't see myself enjoying just not doing anything like I couldn't even genuinely travel and not work like I wouldn't enjoy it I think my probably. thing is progression and striving towards something I was thinking about it the other day what I want to do when I make a bunch of money is I want to go all in for like six months becoming like a professional athlete and I want to just like devote six months of like hard yakka like training um, full-on nutritionists, trainers, diets, like what a professional boxer or someone would do. And I want to go through that like intense training for like a six-month period, which I, I wouldn't be working as much. What sport? I'm not sure. Some sort of combat sport or like a, 
like a something where it's a solo sport. Like cool. a, I, I want to go all in when I've got a bit of money, and so I don't need to worry about working. But I think when I'm doing that, it's like I'm on a pursuit of doing something mm. intense and hard, and I think that'd be fine with me. My biggest problem would be if I'm just sitting on my ass doing nothing, and so like. If I'm traveling around, exploring a lot, like, like, I think I'd be fine still. Mm. Um, I just need to be set out to do something, and I something like that just really makes me want to do that. I want to have videographer filming mm. it all. I want to like people to see the whole journey, document it, and just see how far I can go and how unstoppable I can get, and just like strengthen my mind. And if I know if I can do something like that, I'll be unstoppable. And that's something I really want to do. And so, yeah, I think just chilling and doing nothing, I won't be able to do for a long time. But I definitely think I'll be able to transition that focus from business to something else. I think there's got to be a reason as to why I'm doing it. So there's got to be like a, there's something I want to get out of it Mm. as well. And probably business would be tied in with that. If I was documenting it as well, it'd be like maybe I'm trying to grow a certain look online. Um, I was also thinking of of other ways, like what things can I do in the next few years that are going to make me an interesting enough person to go on the biggest podcast in the world that I, that I love and listen to? I asked myself that question because... I want to be able to have a really compelling story that makes Stephen Bartlett go, I want him to go on my podcast. I want Chris Williamson to be inviting me on his podcast. So Joe Rogan, like what are the thing, what type of person and things can I do in my life that are going to make them want me to go on their podcast? And like, it's a serious thing. Cause I was like, I want to be on those podcasts. How can I get on them? And, um, and it made me think, Okay, I can't just be some average person on social media that has a million followers that's just doing something average. I need to do something that's interesting. That Stephen goes, all right, I'm I'm only interviewing the best people and you stand out to me with whatever you're doing and I want to interview and I want to have a chat. Mm. Like what can I do? I thought that was a really cool question to ask myself because I want to be on those I want to be on those shows. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder I wonder what it could be and it makes you think because yeah it's not about the followers like even if you just look at some of the people that Joe Rogan interviews they're not the most famous people but they've all got something super unique about them and I think it's about finding that unique piece isn't mm-hmm. it yeah like talking about all of this it it makes me super curious about what the world would look like if we didn't have this driving force this desire to become something better and yeah i don't know like do you ever think about that like what it could be like if we didn't have that like strong desire to be better like what like how different life would be i think there there is a world like that just not in our world Mm. i think there's people that that is precisely their world um i i think like holistically when we think about humans and our innate nature to and desire but i would say that there is many worlds we're in bondi like it's like we're in places and we're surrounded by people that are after it and trying to achieve things we listened the the things we put in our headphones Mm. and listen to are people that are doing cool shit we want cool shit but there's people that literally have no idea who stephen bartlett is or Mm. Chris Williamson. There's people that don't even have a clue what a podcast is. Mm. They don't have that desire. And reality is their life is I'm in a retail store and I live in a home with my family and this is it. I don't have desire. I just want to do this so then I can maybe play, buy a new video game at the end of the week or whatever. Mm. It's like there's probably people that don't have that burning desire. I mean, of most people. It's interesting because it, it also comes back to whether you could think of it like an onion, like everyone has certain layers. And I wonder if, if, because I think as human beings, I think we do all truly have some sort of desire to be better. We might be able to mask it really well. We might be able to hide that Mm. we don't have that strong desire, that pursuit to be better. But I think 
deep down, we all want to be better. And I think it's just about people not necessarily being ignorant, but people being too, yeah, they, they're just not exposed to it. And I think once they are, like this was your, your journey, once you got exposed to the world of business, like your, your life totally changed. It was quite similar to me as well. So yeah, it makes me think there are certainly different worlds. There's different like ecosystems and different types of people. But I wonder whether, because we do have this innate desire as human beings, like, yeah, I wonder if we can just peel that onion back. I think that's really interesting. So let's play with this, this analogy for a little bit. So you've got the onion and the very middle, the very bottom piece of the, of the onion is the middle of, of humans. And that piece is a driven person that wants to be able to sit back and be really proud of how far he's come. And by doing all of these things in his life, he's going to achieve that. But then you've got a layer around it. And the layer around the onion might be disbelief. And so you want that underlyingly, but you've got such a thick layer of disbelief that that can even happen so you don't believe that it's a desire. And then on top of that, you've got another layer. And that layer might be like self-sabotage and you're sabotaging yourself and you don't feel like you're good enough. And then you have another layer of all the environment that you're in. And the environment that you're in is dictate and these are all people that aren't motivated and inspired. They've got the same, same layers of, of doubt. And so then there's this another layer of just a, just a horrible environment that you're in. So it's covering this desire. And then you build up all these layers and layers and layers of the onion. And then you've got your burning desire beneath it. But it's just got all these layers of, of doubt and horrible things in your life that are squeezing that thing to nothing. And so then you've got this whole onion. And when you cut it open and all the rest of it burst, you see the core of what it actually is and what we are in as our true self. But most people don't ever peel that onion back. That's really interesting. Mm, exactly. And like with that too, you've got those limiting beliefs. You've got that self-sabotage on the outside. And I think as you get closer to that, to that core of, of what we truly are, to be better, we want to all be proud of who we are. I think there's a few, few things in between that too. Like you need to build the discipline. You need to be happy with the person you are. And then I think once you can build those things, that's what's going to get you closer and closer to the middle of that onion. But it's just about firstly peeling off those layers. Yeah, wow. That's a really interesting concept. Because when you actually break it down, when I sit and I reflect on the things that I want in my life and when I'm looking at really big drivers and when I just talk about like even just doing that, going, being a professional athlete for six months and I do these certain things... Like after those processes and after I do something really amazing that's blood, sweat and tears has gone into it. At the end of the day, all I want is to be able to sit back by myself or with people and just take a big breath and go, I'm proud of myself. Like that was good on you. Pat yourself on the back, mate. And that's all I really want. I want self-validation as what I've done is worth it. And the pursuit of all of these amazing things, money being one of them, is a journey that is not easy and it's a rocky road. And all I really want in reflection is to be able to sit back and just put a, have a smile on my face, have a giggle and a laugh at myself and just go, good on you, man. Like, mm. fucking be proud. And... I think that is a massive, massive accomplishment when I can feel those things and, and, and do those things. Alongside, obviously, looking after everyone around me, creating amazing experiences, the hard times I put myself in, a lot of the time the feeling after it is the reason I do it. Mm, definitely. And I think it comes down to finding these small rewards, even if it is self-validation or it can be a certain trip can even be as small as buying a smoothie it's like if you can just do your do these little rewards after that hard work that's what's really going to differentiate you from yeah being successful or or being someone that never achieves anything i think there's the little rewards and then there's the big rewards and as little as this reward may sound but being able to have this breakthrough in business earn a bunch more money than i've ever made before 
a massive reward for that. We'd just be able to go on a little holiday and the main reward would be to sit down on that balcony looking over the water wherever I am and just smile and laugh and go, wow, like this, this has happened. We've done this. Like that pursuit was fucking hard and no wonder not everyone's where I am right now because people would have quit way, way earlier. Mm. Like they would be banging their head at the wall and they wouldn't see a reason to keep going. But I did, fucking oath. And um, that reward is like, is probably the most amazing thing, getting goosebumps feeling about that. That, that is the feeling that I'm chasing. Mm. Amazing. I think that's a good, good spot to end it on. Let's end it. How's that, hey? Episode five Episode of the Modern five. Blueprint podcast. Yeah. Let us know what we should talk about. Drop a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube and you've made it this far, I really appreciate you. Can't thank you enough. You guys are amazing. Is there anything else you want to say, my friend? No, that's it. Peace out, guys. Have an amazing See you guys. day. See you later.